everybody can do day-to-day evangelism. We have the resources, and we need to be ready if that person says, what is that? Welcome to the Sound Words Podcast, where it's our goal to help Christians love and live out God's Word. I'm Pastor Aaron Nicholson, and today we have a special episode because I'm joined by three godly, uh, Bible-fearing, God-fearing men who love sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with those around them. And today we're talking about day-to-day evangelism. So on my left, I have Jack McGovern, and on my right, I have Mike Jeffers and John Kerry. John Kerry is our deacon of the evangelism ministry here at Indian Hills. So thank you, men, for being here. Looking forward to our conversation. My pleasure. Absolutely. Great to have you. So, John, my first question is for you. Yeah. What is day-to-day evangelism? Yeah. What is day-to-day evangelism? Um, It's simply using the circumstances of our life for an opportunity to share the gospel. I don't think everybody is cut out for door-to-door evangelism necessarily, but I think everybody is called to -to day-to-day evangelism. That word evangelism is used 130 times in the New Testament. Mm. And so God obviously wants us to understand how to use that. And I I trust that today in this podcast, that's what we'll be doing. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, and maybe Mike or or Jack, you can chime in here too. What what exactly are we talking about with evangelism? Let's go real basic here. What is evangelism? Sharing the good news, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with other people, reaching out to neighbors, to people you meet on the street, coworkers, wherever you are, Mm -hmm. and just sharing with them the good news that Christ gave their life for them. This is something that I know that uh, John and I have done for a while, Jack I know as well, and it's something as believers that it's our heart's passion to do because, first of all, love for Christ. We want to honor him. We want to exalt him in all we do and all we say. To do so, we have to make him known and looking for opportunities, and sometimes you don't have to look very hard. Yeah. They arise in the midst of conversations, just yeah. picking up on key words and key phrases and then going with that and just working your way into the gospel with folks. And it is amazingly, I don't want to say it's easy, but the more you do it, the easier it does become. Yes. Yeah. And I so what I hear you say is evangelism is not just delegated or, or isolated to a church's evangelism ministry. For instance, the men and women who go out door to door. We're talking about evangelism is something all believers are called to do day to day. If I could, I think, how does God want to use day-to-day evangelism? There's a verse that just really strikes me. It's Philippians 1.12 where Paul says, I want you to know that the circumstances of my life have worked out for the greater progress of the gospel. That one really changed my life as to how I approach evangelism. Paul isn't saying that all oh, the circumstances of my life have frustrated me and, and, I, I, and I can't move forward. No, Paul is saying, whatever those circumstances are, God used to promote and to advance the gospel in his life. What I think Paul is saying is there's no more excuses. Yeah, because where God, was he? Yeah, he was, he was imprisoned. He said, uh, no more excuses. God is there to open up doors and not to close them. Yeah. Absolutely. So now let's let's look at examples of this kind of day-to-day evangelism. Jack, if I could ask you, what are some examples or opportunities that you've seen or taken for day-to-day evangelism? Well, like I said earlier, Jesse kind of set a fire under me. I've been kind of on the sidelines maybe, but the track that he has taught us, I'm really a fond believer of it. And one thing about these tracks, that's God's Word. 
And God says that his word doesn't come back empty. I myself personally was shown a track years ago. I looked at it and I handed it back and said, I don't have time for that. Little did I know, a year later, that same track was handed to me. And God had worked on my heart. I got saved that night. So I believe in these tracks. I'm in the habit now, six months into this, I can't leave the house without this. And when I say this, I mean a pile of them. (laughs) When I go to the store, when I go to the gas station, when I go to my doctor, any place I go, I'm leaving a track. Now, does that mean I'm talking with everybody? No. But somebody will pick up that track. If I lay that track down on a table, somebody's got to pick it up. If God's working in that person's heart, they'll read it. Fantastic. Everybody, anybody in our church can do day-to-day evangelism. We have the resources, and we need to be ready if that person says, what is that? If I could add, Jack is a perfect example of somebody who's used the routine, the habits, the day-to-day life, whether it be at a gas station, a doctor's office, a restaurant, a car wash, wherever it might be to share the good news of the gospel. And God, I think, wants to use every one of those circumstances, or at least makes it available. Yes. And when you have that tract, it's an opportunity to hand it out, sow a seed. Maybe you'll have an, an opportunity to go deeper, so yeah. to speak, mm-hmm. with them. Or maybe they'll just take that track like Jack did, and yeah. eventually God works his way into your heart. I think it's kind of interesting because at, at our church, I think maybe we've given the impression that evangelism is door-to-door, it's street corner, it's at the park confronting people, so to speak. But it's it's much simpler and broader than that. Evangelism isn't just door-to-door, it's day-to-day. And my good friend Jack is a perfect example of somebody <laughs> awesome. who, would, who, who says job, anybody Jack. can do it. If I can add one more thing, um, <laughs> shortly after I was saved, I had a real burden for my family. I wanted them to hear the good news. But it never hit me or set in that everybody needs to hear this. So I, Jesse said, if you don't have a burden for evangelism, pray about it. I did. And now all our tracks are gone from our <laughs> church. John has to print hundreds every week. I give out and, quite and a few thank every him week. for it. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the track is such a useful tool because if you go up to someone and you say, here, I'd like, I'd like to give this to you, what's the first question they're generally going to ask? What is it? Absolutely. Yeah. What an open door. Yeah. They've, they've just literally opened the door. And for your response, and then you can go right into the presentation of the gospel. And it is a perfect opportunity, whether you're on the street, whether you're in a business or anything, just to walk up to someone and say, I'd like to share this with you. And as you say, it's rarely failed mm-hmm. to have someone say, what is it? And that is the, as you say, the open door to start mm-hmm. talking, to start sharing Christ with that person. Yeah. I love the consistency and the repetition. I mean, how many people are saved the first time they hear the gospel? It's possible, but the reality is I think the Lord uses multiple gospel encounters before someone bows the knee and is saved. It's like plowing the, the ground, the soil. Yeah. You're, you're working the soil, and eventually you know, it's, it's rich enough. It's, it's, yeah. it's a seed that, that anybody can plant. Yeah. Not everybody's a, a reaper, uh, but we are all sowers for yeah. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Mike, yes. how does someone become 
a day-to-day evangelist? You say all believers are called to be day-to-day evangelists. How does one become or uh, improve in being a better evangelist? You know, I hope this doesn't sound silly, but my wife and I started at Indian Hills in 1989, and we have learned so much. We have not only learned the message of the gospel, we have learned the details, the nuances, the fine points of the gospel, the fine points of theology. And with that knowledge and with all we've learned, I I feel more comfortable sharing it with people. I feel like I have become uh, somewhat of an evangelist simply by the knowledge I have received from this church. I have I, I am still amazed. I remember when we first sat under Gill's ministry, the first Sunday we came, my wife and I looked at each other and said to each other, I can't believe the Bible's taught like this. It's actually taught. <laughs> We're actually learning the That's scriptures. Awesome. So a continual study of the scriptures, a continual Solid preaching from the pulpit from our pastor equips us, and that's what their job is. They are to equip us as the saints for the work of ministry. And here we are learning not only just the basics, but the fine points of theology, which equips us all to go out and share Christ more effectively. And that's been really what I felt has prepared me over these years to go out and talk to people. I feel comfortable because when we share the gospel, and I think we've all had this happen to us, we are occasionally challenged in what we're saying. People aren't just don't always just stand there and stare at you or listen. They they ask questions, and sometimes the questions are hard. And we have to be prepared to share with them and, and respond to their questions. And I feel by being under the ministry at, at this church, we have been solidly equipped to do that. And I tell you what, I can't be more thankful. This being here has been wonderful. And it has taught me so much, and it has made me a, a, a better share of the gospel, a better evangelist, if I can even use that term. Gil once Praise said to me, as we talked about evangelism, and I was having lunch with him, he says, John, the gifts lead. And that really stuck. And guys like Mike, guys like Jack, and many, many men and women in our church have taken hold of that to lead the yeah. ministry of the, of the gospel. I love what you're saying, too, because you're saying it's uh, you saturate your mind and heart in God's Word, and then what comes yes. out is the gospel. It's almost natural. Yes. If you yeah. believe and, and just are amazed by the Word, you're going to want to share it. Absolutely. I, you know, Take Ezra for an example. You know, Fine man he was. He devoted himself to the, to the Scriptures that he may teach them and that he may instruct Israel. And it's like, that is what I feel like we're getting out of the pulpit here at our church. We're getting a, a solid teaching that we can go out and share that with others and be more effective evangelists in every area. And we can respond to the questions that we receive from people. And some of them are tough. I mean, they're not just, you know, why do you believe that? They're challenging the deity of Christ. They're challenging us on the area of, of how are we saved, and they're confronting us on various areas that we need to be prepared for. Yeah, and we I feel we're prepared for it because we have been taught it. Yeah. If I could say one thing though, I don't want people to think they have to go to theological seminary to be an evangelist. Mm-hmm. This little track can speak for itself, so don't wait. Just be ready to explain the need, where they can get the help, and the glorious thing it is to be born again. Yeah. Amen. So, yes. so for those people that might think, I'm never going to get there, 
Don't wait. You can pass these out. Yes, you can. Anybody can do that. The thing I think that helps uh, equip somebody for day-to-day evangelism or how do you become a day-to-day evangelist, number one, is you equip yourself with this. Put it in your wallet. It makes you immediately uh, capable of sharing the good news of the gospel. I'm sure you'll have it on your mind and heart. But now, not only can you speak about it, but you're leaving the word that can convict them later. Yes, absolutely. And uh, you know, you you can invite them to uh, read the scriptures that are talked about here and 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 see what it says about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You can invite them to our church, and maybe you might even be able to go deeper. But I think day to day evangelism starts with putting that little wallet sized tract, this little trifold, or in some cases, a lot of people do like the. The uh, eternity track. Mm-hmm. Either one works real yeah. well. But if you have it, it makes you immediately accessible mm-hmm. to God yeah. to be used. And then, of course, it tells them where they can go. <laughs> <laughs> For a, Absolutely. And that's to heaven and to church. Follow-up question to yeah. that, too. Yeah, so when you have a, a, a gospel encounter, or, or just we'll call it an encounter, with an unbeliever or somebody you don't know, what are your goals? Are your goals to just get through the whole gospel, you know, what's in that tract about God, man, Christ, and sinners? Or sometimes is it more brief? I think I just outlined it for me. It's you left them something that they could read that could convict them when you're not there. You might have a chance to go deeper with them. And then, of course, to invite them to Indian Hills Community Church. Where they can get saturated with the Word of God, like you said. Absolutely. You know, when you encounter people, you never know what direction you're going to go. Truly, you don't. You like to think, okay, I'm going to get through this gospel, You know, at least the Romans road. I'm going to spit it all out before they say anything. (laughs) Well, that doesn't always work. You know, you, you may get out the first sentence, and all of a sudden, they're starting to ask questions, or they may have this that blank look on their face like they're looking at you, but I don't know if they're really listening to me. Mm-hmm. I've had people say that I know don't believe the same thing we do, say that we do, and I sometimes have to correct them. No, your church doesn't teach that, but this is what the Bible says. This is what the gospel is. But yeah, the hope is to be able to share the entirety of the gospel, but just follow the, the conversation where it goes. Let them have an opportunity to talk. Don't try to just cut them off. Just for the sake of you being able to share your entire gospel presentation, mm-hmm. let it flow. And sometimes that opens even a greater door to continue to share more in depth than you may have planned to do in the first place. Yeah, I've been in encounters with you men, and I know that you're really good at asking questions, uh, helping that listener be engaged with the conversation. Um, you might ask them, um, the Bible says that all are sinners. Do you know what sin is? And have them define sin to Correct. just also understand what they believe, but also help them understand what you're talking about. Absolutely. And questions are a great way just to keep the conversation flowing as well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, when especially in the door-to-door ministry, you people will have that door and you can tell they have it propped ready to close it. And a question will give you that extra time to continue to share the gospel a little more in depth. If I could say on what equips us for day-to-day evangelism, it's the Word of God that convicts. And I know, as you're mentioning, Mike, that uh, we get challenged as we're out there, it causes us to go to the scriptures and find out, well, what, what is baptism really? What is faith? And can I explain that better? And there are verses like uh, in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for by grace we've been saved through faith. Well, there's other verses that complement that as well. And the more we can complement our presentation with other verses, enrich in our, 
our presentation, so to speak. I think that just naturally is what I found happens with me is it opens up as you're sharing the scriptures with other people. And, oh, I've used that one a lot of times. Maybe maybe I need to make my presentation more interesting and, and more helpful. And so it causes you to dig deeper into the scripture, memorize scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as Jack has yeah. talked yeah. about, you have to have a testimony. Be ready to do that. Yeah. Harold Berry says you got to have that 30-second testimony. Yeah. Yeah. And then not just memorization, but I found the biggest thing, I think, that prevents people from sharing the gospel. I mean, veterans like the so many that we have in our church is they don't know how to start the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And the conversation a lot of times comes to you. I had a gentleman at a restaurant the other night just say, well, what are you doing here this evening? And I thought, wow, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, we're here for a birthday party. And, uh, and, and I said, well, w- w- what are you doing this evening? He says, we're going to a movie. I said, what movie are you going to? Transformers. Oh, Transformers. I have something here in my pocket that I'd like to share with you that can transform your life. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And you know what he said to me? <laughs> that was smooth. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't want evangelism to have that. It's smooth. It's slick. Right. It's, you know, you have to have that, that phrase. God just brings conversations yeah. to you. Yes, uh, he does. Like in the, the professional uh, business area, repair servicemen, whatnot, they're doing something for you that you can't do. You just fixed my plumbing that I could never have done. And I want to share something that we could never fix. No man could ever fix in that sin. John, I have a door opener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Here comes the, the clothing line. You, if you put this shirt on. People will ask. People will ask. People will ask, what's that about? Why don't you uh, Why don't you share the front? Some of our listeners are only on audio platforms, so they're not seeing this on YouTube. Okay, well, this is a shirt. Um, it says GMCS. Has a picture of a GMC pickup on it, but why I designed it was then to explain <laughs> the G. That's God, the Creator. Okay, the M. That's us sinners. Everybody's a sinner. We start out that way, so we need help. That's the C, the Savior, Jesus Christ, died on the cross for our sins. So the S, what are our sinners supposed to do? Repent. Repent, turn from the path you're going, head towards God. It's a wonderful path. I love that you personalized it. And now you're wearing it. G-M-C-S, God, man, Christ, sinners. Yes. Plus, it helped me to remember. That <laughs> helps me, actually. Yeah. Well, love it. Well, how does day-to-day affect your life personally? John, I'll ask you this. How does day-to-day evangelism affect you and your personal walk with the Lord? Well, I have an acronym called TAPS. T for, I think, I think through my day as, as I get started. And, and I know I'm going to have that tracks with me. And where am I going? Who, who might I be able to share the gospel with? And then the A is huge. Second Corinthians 5 says that we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. No, God is making an appeal through us. God does want to use our, our mouth to talk to others about him. And he wants us to be clear, like Peter Barber mentioned a couple podcasts ago, that if you're going to proclaim God's word, you better be accurate about God's word. And so... We're ambassadors, as if God, no, God is making an appeal through us. And we beg you on behalf of Christ, he says, be reconciled. And then 
prayer. Yeah, Ephesians 6.18 says, With all prayer and petition, pray always in the Spirit with this in view. Be on the alert. Well, be on the alert for what? Be on the alert for, for, for the saints with perseverance and petition. And then Paul also asks for boldness as he utters the gospel. And then the S is maybe the clearest outline of sharing the gospel in all of scriptures. It's Philip in Acts 8.35. He opened his mouth and from the scriptures preached Jesus. That's how you do it. You open your mouth. We speak the gospel. We are ambassadors for Christ. I love it. Mike, Jack, do you have anything to add on on how evangelism has shaped and changed your, your spiritual walk with the Lord? You know, it has really deepened my walk with Christ. I, I My first big Bible verse I memorized besides John 3.16 was Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives within me. And and that beginning portion of that verse really continues to hit home with me day after day after day. It's no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives within me. And not only lives within me, if he does, he then he flows out of me. And that flows out in the message of the gospel, the proclaiming of Christ for his glory and for his honor. And as I said, you know, I've been taught so well. And we have been taught so much, and we need to take that. And you just have to sometimes just open your mouth. You have to say, I'm going to say this no matter what may, I'm going to say this, and we'll just see where it goes. And there is that boldness we pray for and we ask for, and the, the God is good enough to give it to us. And we just need to exercise that. It's not easy, uh, but this is something the more you do, the easier it becomes. Sometimes you still have that butterfly in your stomach, but you do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Right, Jack? You know, Jesse, like I said, lit a fire under me just by saying, if you don't have a burden for the lost, pray for it. God will give it. He'll give it to you. He has me. Awesome. Yeah. You know, my mother and father died in the past four years. Both of them passed away. And I know where my mother is. I have, I agree for my father. I will be willing to say that. But, you know, the beauty about it is you, you think about the glory of heaven, but it's also the horrendousness of hell that is such a concern. You know, we, right. we can't work up a, an inner feeling for the loss sometimes. You just can't go, oh, I feel so good about these mm-hmm. people. I love them so much. But you can warn them about the disaster and the horrendousness that awaits them. They, the horror of hell is unspeakable. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know even what the, what the Scripture tells us. We can fully comprehend the depth of suffering and the agony that people suffer in hell. And with that, the motivation to go out and warn them is there. It yeah. Just, just, yeah, I, I want to make Christ known. I want to warn people about what awaits them. That's a perfect example of saturating your mind on the truths of Scripture. Both yes. the awful agony of hell prompts you, compels you to share the good news with someone and the glories of heaven at the same time compels you, hey, I want you to know Jesus Christ and be with me and with him for eternity in in perfect glory. Absolutely. That should compel us and beyond that we're commanded. So we have every reason (laughs) to share the good news with others. Certainly we want to be faithful. We want to be obedient to our Savior. We want to go because our our Savior said go. And it's like When he says go, that's what we do. And we want to do it not just with a command in our back pocket, but with a heart and the same passion that he had. 
And we want to go with a joy in our heart and with God's gracious word in our mouth. It's such a joy to go out with men like Mike and Jack. Mike has been around the evangelism ministry for years, and it's epistolatory and devotional as this gentle gentleman with firmness and speaking with the authority of God's word. It's You just sit back and you... You're, you're so thankful you're there with him. And to see Jack light a fire, I mean, the fire that's lit in him is, yeah. is just, I want to be around that. For sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's so many men and women here in this church mm-hmm. uh, that are like that. And I asked a couple of ladies if they were available today, and they weren't. So it's just us guys, you know. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but there are. Yeah. Oh, there's ladies tons too. of them, yeah. absolutely. The same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for your leadership, John. And I know yes. you you have uh, a passion equal to these men about saving the lost through the good news of Jesus Christ. So, well, we stand on the shoulders of many men that have come yeah. before us and ladies, and what a joy to to, to lead out. Amen. Yeah, it is a privilege. Well, listeners, hope that encourages you, inspires you to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Use the tracks and resources that you have available that clearly communicate the Word of God. Uh, that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, and faith in him results in eternal life. Thank you, men, for your time today. Really appreciate you you and appreciate your ministry. Thank you for the invitation. You bet. And we'll close with uh, one of our favorite verses here in the Sound Words podcast. It's Paul's encouragement to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.13. Retain the standard of sound words which you have heard from me in the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Thanks for listening.